In this podcast, I had the privilege of interviewing Becca Briggs, who is a 6-2 reflector. This share and conversation that we had is a key component in how to experiment while you learn about your human design, integrate your human design, and try things out. We talk about her current business, the way that she works with clients, the way that she co-creates with clients, and she even shares about an experience that she had with trusting the process in her human design strategy and how when she tried to resist it or tried to question it, things weren't falling into place. And as soon as she trusted it, things started to open up. I hope that you take a moment to really listen and take in how she truly tries things on and believes in the process of experimenting with her strategy. Because so many of us feel like in the beginning with learning about human design and what our strategy is or going into the depths of our chart, that this is something that has to happen quickly or overnight. And that is not the truth. The truth is it is an experiment. It is about having the awareness of trying this strategy on, seeing what occurs, seeing what doesn't occur, noticing how quickly it occurs or noticing when there's resistance. I love this conversation because it truly goes into the experience of trying your human design on. Reflectors are 1% of society. So to hear her explain her process is a true gift because we don't get to hear this a lot through the reflectors, through the embodiment of the reflector. We only hear things through what we hear or what we read, but to hear through her words, through her voice, means so much. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 Manigen who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda here, and I'm so honored to be with Becca Briggs. I have her go into who she is, what she does, her energy and all that. I feel that it is important for the individual to introduce themselves. So when you get to express it, the depth is more there, and I'm fully into the depth. So Becca, thank you so much for being here. appreciate it. And Let's dive in. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, yeah, my name is Becca Briggs. I primarily work as a life coach for the creative sensitives of the world who want to reignite their passion and step into their purpose. i am also been a creative freelancer of multiple genres for <laughs> the last decade or so, and I'm a 6'2 reflector. 
Yes. I'm glad that you brought that in because having a reflector on is far and few between. We talked about this beforehand, how you're kind of going through a rebrand and kind of tuning into who you work with at a deeper level and you're kind of in the messy. And I Mm -hmm. love that because, you know, so many entrepreneurs and leaders and conscious creatives, they feel like they have to have it all put together all the time. Otherwise, they can't put themselves out there until they're done. So share a little bit about that process with us. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I feel like I'm always saying it. I feel like I'm always saying like, I'm switching things up. I'm going through a rebrand. I'm I'm fixing things or tweaking things. But it really is. It has been a part of the process. I've been coaching for coming up on three years now. And it all has just felt like one big experiment of trial and error and and trying this out and deciding I don't want it and starting over. I started coaching before I learned about human design and it was something that was stressing me out so much and frustrating me. And then when I learned human design and particularly a little bit more about my own chart, fully embracing, oh, it's actually more correct for me to dabble a little bit here and tweak as I go. And the more I learn, the more the clarity comes through and it starts working more. And so it's been a, a kind of a fun process. I've been embracing the creativity more. And a lot of the changes I've been making recently have been two aspects. One is simplifying more, just cleaning it out and having it be just a little bit more straightforward, not feeling like I have to do everything and especially doing everything to keep up with what everyone else is doing, really just sticking to what feels right to my core. And then two has been, and I've been doing this both in personal and business life, is feeling like I can break the rules a little bit. One of the things that I did recently was kind of s- scrapping my one-on-one program because all the coaching, business coaches and marketing coaches and everything I've read, I've read so many books, taken so many courses, and they've all have said, you need to have a one-on-one program. That's the way to do it. You build your program, you build the foundation, you price it at whatever, and you sell it. And for me, I love working one-on-one with people. And part of my coaching is is seeing you for who you are, your uniqueness, what you want your life to be, helping you create the life you want to live. That's so different for everyone. And everyone's needs are different. And the support and the kind of support and amount of support everyone needs is different. So I took away my whole one-on-one program and I rebuilt it with the intention of we're going to create this together. If you're interested in working with me, we're going to sit down and talk about where you are, where you want to be, and really build the components together of what it is that you're looking for. And the pricing then is determined based on what your needs are. But it's very open, very transparent, very us building this program for you in the way that you want and need. I love that for you because of all of your open centers, right? When you are able to work with someone, you take in and sample their energy. So you get to do that in that space. And each one is different because each person is different and you get to experience that energy. So it does feel like for you, that would be the most rewarding as well as the client because the client is getting that, that deep work specifically for them, mm-hmm. not based on an outline or a program offering. Did you come up with this realization through lunar cycle and mm-hmm. how to make decisions? Is that how you determined this? Did you bring that into your life, into your business? And if you did, how did that shift the way that you built your business? Yeah, so I don't rem- 
because it's been kind of recent. I made this shift last month and I don't remember the exact moment that I got the idea, but I remember kind of having this idea of just because there's been so much frustration for me around what to price it at or is three months or six months a better fit and how often should we meet and you know, I love using any human design and NLP and all these different tools in my program. But if somebody doesn't want that or it's not needed in this stage of their life for where they're at or, or goal management, some people really need help with their goals. And some people are very self-motivated with their goals and they need more help with the inner work. I just realized that it didn't feel right to just have one cookie cutter program. What I talk about is how stepping out of the cookie cutter and making your life what it is. And I was like, this feels very backwards to then have this program and to to tell people like, hey, this is what you need. Like, who am I to tell you what you need? Like when this is a collaborative space. And I will say I also pulled up the chart for my business, the human design chart for my business. And I was like, let's see. And that was one of the things that came up was co-collaborative. It's like a cold collaborative energy. And I was like, that makes sense. So how can I really connect with and collaborate who I'm working with and the people that I'm talking to who want my support? And then it was kind of over the span of a couple of weeks. I, again, I don't remember the exact moment it clicked, but there was different times it came up. And then at one point I was like, you know what? That could be kind of fun. And it feels like it's breaking the rules, which is why I haven't really thought about it or done it because everyone says you have to do it this way. And so that's what I've been working with. And I'm like, well, let's see what happens if we just do it the other way. And it's felt really fun so far. And I'm excited about it. Well, and you have the 39 in your unconscious son, too. And that is all about provoking change. And in the unconscious son, it's really about stepping into the provoking so that you can be in that energy and your conscious son, because without that unconscious underlying support, mm -hmm. you're not really fully stepping into that. So if you're staying back and staying with, within the cookie cutters, how is that provoking? How is that doing things differently? Because within our conversation, you said doing things differently, I think three or four times. Mm -hmm. So how is, and I know you already explained this to us, but your, your business is different as far as how you work with people, how is that different as far as your copywriting and how you share that? Because is that difficult for you? It is. I feel like copywriting has been kind of a challenge for me in general. I don't know if it's just the open throat, but I always feel like I change my mind on how I want to communicate it or I feel like I tend to overstate. That's where I'm working on simplifying and getting a little bit more clear on what it is that I'm doing. But I've been really focused on communicating the core purpose of what it is I want to help people with. And I will say that is one thing I've taken from some of the marketing courses and coaches that it's not about the program itself. It's about the transformation that you offer. So keeping my copy to the support that I offer, you're not paying for me, but you are, you're paying for like the insights and the creation that we come up with together and the results that come from the changes that you make. And so staying to the, true to that has helped. I do feel like the copywriting thing is just a process, though. I'm still figuring it out as I go. Well, as you continue to evolve, it changes. It will constantly change. I always tell everybody, if your business stays the same, then you're not growing. So if you want to continue and grow and have transformation, then this is going to be a repetitive process and without judgment. It's more like, oh, who am I being now? Who do I get to work with now? What is the transformation 
that you help support people with? Yeah. So I, the way I visualize it in my head is we all have this core of who we are. And through just through life, through generational beliefs, family upbringing, society, who we are gets buried under these layers of who we're told we have to be, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. And it ends up influencing us and morphing us into then who we carry ourselves as. And who we really are at our core is always there, but often isn't allowed or able to come out, especially coming out as authentically and truthfully as we are. So I help people. It's two parts. One of it is is getting those layers cleaned out and showcasing who it is that you are, what it is that you want, what works for you, especially with building a, a life and a lifestyle. The traditional lifestyle that is expected in our society isn't correct for most people. So what is actually correct for you and how can you own that unapologetically? The other part to that is I feel like such a key part to who we are and why we're here has to do with our passions and our purpose. It's how we take in the world, how we communicate it, and how we can see and experience things in our lives and transform that creatively in ways that other people can now see and experience. And as somebody who's always been very artistically driven and has been a creative for over a decade, that's been so important part of my healing journey that I want others to experience that as well. Then once we can figure out unleashing that core within you, helping you reconnect with your passions and your purpose so that you can creatively express what it is that you want to express and fulfill what you're here to fulfill and not just coast by through day to day. Again, kind of living the standard life that you're expected to live, but what is it actually for you and what are you here to do fully? Mm-hmm. How does being a reflector support you and your client so that you can help them let go of that conditioning and let go of all the stuff that they think they are? I think the strongest part of being a reflector is that I really see you when I'm meeting with a client and they're telling me about their experiences is I can see and I can feel what they're experiencing. So that relatability there. I don't feel like there's no barriers. It feels connected when I ask questions or provide insights or reframes on certain situations. I'm seeing it through your eyes. So I'm not going to say anything that I know isn't going to resonate with you. And then at the same time, I see you and I also see the truth of what's happening beyond the veil. I see what maybe you can't see if you're in this box and only seeing what you know. I can see through that, but I can also see around the big picture and see what's really going on and see what maybe you're not seeing in yourself. And being able to communicate that and do so in in a loving, supportive, non-judgmental way. It's not there to cast shame or tell you what to do, but I see what you're trying for. I see what you're working for. I see what you want. And I see where you're not seeing how to get there. And you're able to see and feel into what is enough of a stretch and what is not, right? Yeah, Yeah, because sometimes when you kind of push too much, it kind of scares people away. When feel that stretch of just enough, then you got them there, but you didn't push them away. Absolutely. I would love to hear a little bit about your personal story as a reflector before you knew you were a reflector. It was a mess. (laughs) 
No, it was, especially as a 6'2 reflector, I learned about human design when I was 29. And so with the sixth line almost going on the roof, it's like, oh, well, this makes sense why my teenage and 20s were crazy. It's been a journey, I'll say. Growing up, I never felt like I fit in anywhere. It was really hard for me to make friends, especially genuine friends when I was a kid. I never really fit in with my family. Always felt misunderstood by my family. I felt I've always been a wise soul or an old soul. And that was always something that was weird growing up, too. I would get made fun of a lot for it, but I was like, I don't like I don't really know what to tell you. Like This is just it. When I was a teenager was kind of, I would say, a lot of the conditioning started of me feeling like, OK, I have to be who others want me to be to get love and acceptance. I spent a lot of my teenage years really trying to live to the standards, especially my parents, trying to be who they wanted me to be. And then I was unhappy because I wasn't being true to myself. But they were also not happy because I, I don't know if they could tell it was ingenuine or it just wasn't enough for them. I would say like 18 to 22, 23, I struggled with a lot of depression and a lot of just kind of acting out and rebelling and trying to figure out who I was. And, and with that three energy of just experimenting and doing all the things, I went through like a huge emo phase and had a bunch of piercings. And I was like, no one can stop me. I'm tough, <laughs> even though I wasn't. And then I realized that a lot of my influences and interests were coming from people around me you know, I'm around somebody and I start picking up their behaviorisms and habits and styles. And I I don't remember, somebody called me out on it once and they were like, you just don't seem very sure of who you are because you just switch with whoever you're around. I like being versatile and being able to change, but it wasn't until I learned human design that I learned why that happens. And at the end of the day that I'm not changing who I am. It's just sampling of the different energies. That especially happens if I'm really close friends with somebody or if I'm dating somebody, I still even notice. All of a sudden, I'm kind of into this, like my most recent ex liked bluegrass and country music. And I was like, I swear I would never listen to bluegrass music, but I can get down with it. It's fine. <laughs> so having those little samples is really interesting. And then, yeah, I would say over the last couple of years, I don't know how to describe it, but they talk about the six line then going on the roof. And I definitely feel that like I feel around that 2930 I was like I just kind of want to hermit away and not be around a lot of people and you know slow like simplifying my business I moved to a small town which I swore I would never do again since high school I was living in Los Angeles and I just moved to a town of 10,000 people a few months ago I just want small town with community just to do my thing and be left alone and that's it I find that's interesting that you moved there and you're also changing your business. It feels like you're kind of connecting to who you truly are and you needed to have less people around mm -hmm. to ground into who you are. You have everything open. So I can yeah. only imagine what it's like to be surrounded by all of this energy all the time and not understanding what energy is yours and what energy is theirs. And you want to create a business this way because you're around these people and then you want to be this way. So I, I truly feel like, and with your age too, because of the Saturn return, you're in the middle of that. Mm. So the Saturn return lasts like four years. You're yeah. still kind of doing that. So yeah. it's, it's really supporting you that you really are 
and less around mm-hmm. less people. It's been insane. So I moved out here four months ago, four and a half months ago. And when I was in L.A. and especially coaching, I felt like I was fighting an uphill battle trying to get my my business to go. I was doing everything. I was trying to network with people and nothing was working. I moved here in April. I'm working at a wellness center. I'm collaborating with other people in the community on events. I just got invited to work a metaphysical fair next month and a retreat in November. And I've started doing moon circle events that I do in person and I do remotely as well. And they've just been taking off. It's crazy that when you're in your right space, everything just works. This is the first time in my whole life that I felt at home somewhere and everything's just been working. Well, you intuitively knew it, even though you didn't know it. We we seem to mm-hmm. put ourselves in those positions when the timing's right without even realizing. The moon circle, you make decisions based on the lunar circle and how you feel or the lunar cycle and how you feel during the gate activations. Do you add that in to the moon circle that you guide virtually and in person. I haven't yet. It's still pretty new. So it's definitely something I want to start including. I talk more like a little bit about the moon phases in general and the different energies of the moon phases, because even that I don't feel like a lot of people talk about and, and how to connect with the energy of the moon and why it impacts us. And I talked about the astrological sign that it's in. For the online space, we have a like a private group chat. So if anyone needs support, but I do want to include the human design aspects as well. That's your your lunar type. I yeah. mean, you're a lunar being. So diving deeper into that would probably even give even more clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's so true. Yeah. So what is something that you would love to share with people? Hmm. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> how do I choose? I guess I'll talk a little bit about how I moved out here. Because this is probably the craziest thing I have ever done. It it really went with being a reflector in a lot of ways. I was in Los Angeles. I wanted to move out. I didn't know where I wanted to move to. And I set the intention maybe October. I kind of hit the wall where I was like, okay, I know I don't want to live here anymore. But I don't know where I want to go. I'm going to hold this intention. I'm going to figure it out and be open to what that is. I ended up having six dreams in a row about moving to Oregon. After a few dreams, I was like, okay, like, let's see what happens. You know, going to lean into this a little bit more. And because with being a reflector, I will know when the time is right. But, you know, no rush. (laughs) I started looking at different towns and getting feedback from different people. And when I started looking online, I saw pictures of the town that I live in. It felt like this electric current went through me. I don't know how or why, but that's where I want to go. And at the time, I was then like, okay, well, this also feels too fast. So I'm going to plan a trip to go up there and see it before I commit to moving. And I tried planning this trip three different times. And for whatever reason, it kept getting canceled or delayed. And so after three different times of trying to do that, I sat down. And I was like, OK, why do you actually want to go up there first? You already know that this is where you want to go. And I got real with myself that I was trying to find a reason not to or trying to find proof of why I should. And I'm like, you've been thinking about this for months now and you're still excited about it. This is the time to take action and not just 
wait for more signs and validation. And so that was at the beginning of February that I decided that. And the second I made the decision, it was a month later that I found the apartment that I got. So I put in my 30 days at my other place and packed up my cat and we moved up here and it just everything was very seamless on finding everything. And one of the things that I've started doing just in business and my personal life is at the end of the month, I will write down questions that I want answers to and I'll write down intentions that I want to set. I was looking back at those notes recently and I always find that by the end of the month, I will always have answers to all the questions that I had at the beginning of the last month, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the intentions that I had written down was that I was going to find an apartment with hardwood floors, natural light, a great view and a clawfoot tub. And they took cats and fit a certain budget. And I literally found all of that here. It's just been a beautiful experience. I feel like that is the beauty of trusting the process of human design, which is what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you shared that because, you know, when a coach is trusting the process themselves, like you do, you're trusting your human design, you're following that, you're able to then guide others in doing that. Where sometimes I feel like some coaches, they know human design but they don't actually embody it. They just know the information and they don't actually do the work of trusting. They're still pushing and forcing and being seen and making the things happen and not taking the time to look within and to feel within. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to emphasize that because I'm a stickler with that as far as do your work. Like do your work if you're going to be coaching other people, you know, and because you followed that, look what's happening. And I wanted to emphasize that for anyone that's listening, that's thinking about maybe I want to work with you. Maybe I want to connect with you. Always work with a coach that is doing the work, mm-hmm. not just saying all the right things. I'm going into my provoking. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, like yeah, I don't know if I tell that. <laughs> 39 and I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh. So find a coach that resonates with you and be with a coach that is really doing the work. In, in human design, if you're with a coach that is doing the work, they're going to guide you to mm-hmm. do your work. So it's not going to be all easy. It's not going to be all fun and games. It's going to be hard sometimes. And that's the beauty. So I wanted to thank you for doing your work. I love seeing people that do their work. It makes my heart happy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, because it was, I don't know. It's one of those, it, felt challenging in the moment and then in hindsight I'm like that was actually easier than me continuing to fight the uphill battle of trying to force anything was when you lean into the natural way of it of what you do it just works and that's what I also help my clients with it feels weird and it feels difficult because it's not the normal that you've gotten used to but it's so much easier and things work so much smoother just trust it and and do the work. Mm-hmm. And trust. All of Becca's information will be in the show notes. So I'll have all your information, website, socials, all of that good stuff in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to her, follow her, connect with her, you can always share love too. If there's any reflectors out there, 
definitely share love here because it's not a lot of reflectors. So it's important to listen and to feel in other experiences because then you can tune into your own as well. You know, I think it's more difficult when there's less connection because there's only 1% of reflectors. Mm -hmm. Well, and then a lot of the information for reflectors are made from people who aren't reflectors or who don't talk to reflectors for you. So a lot of the information out there doesn't always resonate. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I believe that 100% because I feel like we have to embody, we mm -hmm. have to feel it in our physical body. That's what human design is. We feel the experience in our body, not our head. So how can we, a managen, I'm a manifesting generator, I can know what I've been told mm -hmm. as far as what reflectors, but I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. I've never had that experience and I'll never have that experience. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is so important to find and connect and, you know, to share stories and talk about things and work with people that feel like, OK, they've embodied this. I need that support in doing that, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any last thing that you would love to share before we go? Yeah, I think the only thing I'll add is since we talked about the moon circles is if you are interested in seeing what that's all about, you can check that out on my website, BeccaBriggs.com. Sign up. You'll be put on a private email list to get an email on the Mondays closest to the full moon or new moon. And we talk about the moon and soon we'll be talking about human design gates within the moon. <laughs> and you get a guided meditation and journal questions. And it's just been a really nice community and support for something that doesn't get talked about a lot. So, And who better to learn about the moon? I just got nicknamed Moonbeam at my ecstatic dance class last night. And I was like, yes, I will be oh my gosh. There you go. Yes. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.